Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, January 10th. Um, S&P futures are trading up about seven points. That's about 23 basis points. Asia ended up mostly across the board, except mainland China, which uh, finished off small, essentially flat. Um, and Europe is trading up small, about 10 basis points overall. Um, very, very quiet morning of news. There's really kind of no major macro headlines to talk about. Um, you know, the, the narrative is very much unchanged from where it stood yesterday. Um, you have the jobs report coming up at 8.30 today. I'd imagine that the street estimates strike me as being a little low, just given some of the other indications that we've seen lately, um, including ADP on Wednesday. Um, I don't know if it's really going to matter one way or the other. So, um, you know, I, I think the street, the whispers, quote unquote, are looking for a beat of the of the current estimate of 153,000. Um, but, you know, jobs are very much towards the lower end of the priority list right now, um, just given that they really have not been a major source of controversy. Um, obviously, people care much more about other factors, including earnings, which kick off next week, um, this phase one signing ceremony, um, and then more manufacturing data rather than just overall jobs. So I don't really think the jobs today are going to be all that material. If you do see a knee-jerk reaction, one way or the other, I suspect it won't last for very long. Um, you know, a couple of other items you could see um, uh, Pelosi hand over the articles of impeachment today, or 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 imminently. There are a lot of articles talking about how she's likely to hand them over very soon. McConnell thinks you could see the impeachment trial start as soon as next week. Um, you know, I don't think this will be this will matter much for the market. Um, the trial is likely to be brief. It's likely to result in um, acquittal. Um, you know, the only thing that that could be interesting is just do you see any um, any defections from either side? I don't think you'll see any Republican defections. It's possible you may see one Democrat possibly vote um, to acquit. But, you know, regardless, I think that's more um, it's not really pertinent to the markets. Uh, the House voted last night to strip some war powers from Trump. Um, again, this doesn't really matter. This is more symbolic than anything else. It's non-binding. It doesn't impact his ability um, to control the military one way or the other. Um, that vote, again, will go to the Senate soon. And you actually will see some Republicans defect um, and vote to strip some of those war powers from Trump, but the votes will not be enough to override a veto. So again, I think it's immaterial for the markets, immaterial um, you know, for the Pentagon as well. Um, Trump made a remark last night about how the phase one signing ceremony may not happen precisely on January 15th. I don't read too much into that headline at all. Um, you know, I think it's very much likely to happen on January 15th. You have a large Chinese delegation um, coming to Washington um, on Monday. It's very difficult to kind of change schedules around. Um, so I think you're going to see that signing ceremony on the 15th. But regardless for stocks, um, again, the more important part is what actually gets released to the public. What actually is in this phase one agreement? Um, are there specific asset purchase amounts laid out? Are there specific schedules? Are there are there kind of um, a, a roadmap for possible incremental tariff rollback? All that remains to be seen. I think it's shaping up to be that you're really not going to get a whole lot of detail or specificity released to the public. It's more going to be a, um, a public relations event. Um, again, the question is, do stocks really care all that much? I've spoken to a lot of people, asked a lot of people over the last few days if, if they would care if phase one is nothing more than just, you know, a picture of a deer tractor. Um, and it doesn't seem like there's much anxiety one way or the other. Um, so I don't know, you know, I think it's going to be underwhelming. I don't know if that's going to be a huge downside catalyst. Um, so that's one big event next week. You have bank earnings that kick off on Tuesday. Um, you know, bank earnings, I think are going to look pretty strong versus expectations. You had, um, some pretty explicit updates from banks back in mid December at the Goldman conference. A lot of them 
talked up expectations for this quarter. It doesn't look like street estimates have really moved all that much since then. So, um, you know, just based on what the about uh, just based on what companies guided back in December, you should see upside to street estimates. So, I suspect banks, um, you know, are going to look good. So, next week is pretty much all banks. It's not until later in January and into February that you get a lot of other parts of the economy, so tech and and industrials, et cetera. Um, so the banks, I think, are going to uh, look decent next week. Um, also next week, you have the EU. A bunch of EU trade officials will be in Washington to hold trade talks. Um, you know, you're going to see a lot of headlines around this whole um, Airbus issue and then the U.S. retaliating by placing tariffs on French wine, et cetera. Um, you know, I think as far as markets are concerned, this whole 232 tariff issue with autos, that's really um, that's really kind of the, the, you know, the critical factor in terms of really swaying the market one way or the other. So that authority, we think, expired back in mid-November. Um, so, so long as auto tariffs don't come back on the table, I don't really think markets will care one way or the other if you do see wine tariffs get put on. Um, but again, there'll probably be a lot of headlines on that front. And then you also have a lot of Chinese eco data, including... Um, China Q4 GDP that comes out next week as well. So that's kind of it as far as the macro landscape. Um, you know, I, I wrote yesterday. I've been writing a lot about just you know this really is is comes down all to multiples at this point in time. Um, you know, in terms of debating fundamentals for this market, um, you know, you you can be right or wrong on on you know I, I really don't think you're going to see this material upswing in growth or earnings. Um, you know, for a variety of reasons, I think people are kind of overestimating the impact of some of these recent trade developments. Um, but there really does seem to be um, a shift or a sea change in valuation. So people seem very comfortable talking about 18 to 20 times as this new range. Um, and when you kind of press further and ask for justification, it seems to be that the the reasoning is for the first time ever, you are seeing kind of all the various forms of policy working together. So you have monetary policy. You just, you know, we're coming off a wave of um, of rate cuts you have, you know, trade policy again, possibly moving in the right direction, or at least not um, deteriorating further. Um, and then you obviously have the tax cuts that are still in place. So, you know, people would argue that in the immediate aftermath of the tax cuts, you had this escalation in trade tensions. You had Fed hikes that offset them. And so, for now, you have all of these factors um, that are moving together, and that justifies a higher valuation. I that kind of strikes me as, um, you know, searching for a narrative to justify price action. Um, and I'm still skeptical that um, you know 18 to 20 times is going to be a sustained new um, new normal in terms of valuations. But that really is the big debate at the moment. It's really kind of that PE range. Um, it's not even you know it's not so much estimating the E. It's more just the PE. A um, couple of micro items out last night. So you've had you know this is a big week of retail updates. You've had a lot of retailers update on holiday sales. You had a lot of optimism on Monday and Tuesday of this week that. Um, you know, expectations were very low for retail, so you could see some, um, you know, quote unquote, better than feared holiday updates. You really are not seeing that at all. So you had, um, you know, Kohl's yesterday was probably the biggest disappointment yesterday morning. You had another disappointment, Urban Outfitters overnight in terms of holiday updates. So these holiday updates are not good at all. Um, you know, you are seeing like Macy's comps were less bad than forecast, but you're still comping negative. So it's hard to kind of get really excited about traditional brick and mortar retail. Um, and so, you know, I think, you know, you saw that rally kind of peter out yesterday and it's probably going to continue again today. Um, Grubhub came out overnight and denied that it is for sale. So there was a lot of chatter the last two days 
um, that Grubhub was pursuing a sale. There was an article yesterday about how Walmart and some of the grocers could be considering a bit. So they came out last night and just kind of um, uh, clamped down on all that chatter. Ryanair out of Europe this morning raised guidance. So European airlines are outperforming. Um, you know, that could translate back into the US. The US airlines have traded well lately, um, just as crude has come off based on easing Iranian sanctions. Um, a lot of Boeing press out overnight. It, it reads very negative. So you had another kind of batch of emails that were released to the public, um, just talking about how um, some of the, you know, you have some employees on record speaking, acknowledging that there was some seven, uh, that there were some issues with this MAX airplane. Um, just keep in mind, all of these emails were already released to the authorities months ago. Um, and so I don't really think, and the FAA also actually came out and said there are no new issues identified in the emails that they were not already aware of. So um, if you kind of just look forward and think of, um, you know, the incremental developments with regards to the 737 MAX, it looks like they are making some progress on um, getting certification and, and, you know, being able to kind of get pilots back into training. So you are going to have to have flight simulator t uh, training for this new plane that will delay when it actually comes back into service. But, um, you know, there was that New York Times article a few days ago talking about how um, Europe and EU, I'm sorry, Europe and US officials, um, the whole certification process is actually moving forward. So that I think is kind of what the real focus should be on. But nevertheless, um, there were a lot of negative headlines about these um, these emails that were out overnight. So that is it for today. Like I said before, other than the jobs report, you don't have much today. Um, although you may, again, you could see the articles impeachment handed over. Um, and then there's actually a big Iowa poll that gets published tonight. So for the Iowa Democratic primary. So that is it for today. Uh, thank you everyone for listening.